Court is now in session. Okay. Even like a big reverb to your voice there. Well, it makes it sound epic. <laughs> if, I, if I couldn't see you, I'd think you were recording in the toilet. The <laughs> change of scenery for some of us today. Yeah. Which is How nice. People you, Will? Yeah. What, what's behind you, Will? What's that photo? What's behind me? It's yeah. a tree with handprints for the leaves. It's a nice piece of artwork that I bought for my home office, you know. What's the meaning <laughs> behind that? Well, it sounds like it would work really well with like a preach. How did it? How did that work out for you? I haven't done it, so it's it's still <laughs> work in progress. Uh, just waiting for the big fella to to bring me the revelation that I need. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, well, we're YouTube famous now, boys. Yeah, we are. That we are. Views, a hundred views on our YouTube. <laughs> views. Woo! We need oh, like no, a little applause soundboard or something. Yeah, definitely. Oh, just yeah. So good. So I good. Mean, welcome, welcome to the Kangaroo Court podcast. Your one-stop isolation spot for all entertainment and <laughs> <laughs> keep you entertained while you can't do anything else. That's what we're here for. We've got yeah, the matching brothers, Ben and Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Laurel boys. Yeah. So good. It's a Wednesday, so Will's not in green. Not in green today. But yeah, we hit 100 views. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, we're centurions. Pretty happy with that. <laughs> got to raise the bat, you know? Yeah. It's a pretty good feeling. I mean... I'm pretty keen to look at the analytics because I think if we get to a certain number of subscribers and watch hours, we can we can make money off it. So we'll wow. just have to keep on the stats. Yeah. We've got a buy list. So if you guys want better quality podcasts, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is this where we do that pitch for Patreon or something? Yeah, you yeah. become a Patreon. Maybe. <laughs> For $5 a month, you get exclusive selfies from the kangaroo court. Wow. <laughs> bargain. That is a bargain, actually. <laughs> oh, Well, I'm excited because today we've got our first hybrid segment. We've got, a, we've got a caller and a Venus versus marsupial all in the same thing. That's we very are exciting. We're so high tech. We're super high tech, but this is this person's first time calling, um, which is exciting. It's it's our first Jill on an episode, actually, recorded oh. on an episode. So that's really that's exciting. If you were if you were tuned in last week, you would have heard that we cancelled an episode because a Roo rant was so bad. We did have a Jill on that, but we've cancelled that. So this is our first official Jill. <laughs> I think I think we need to on the Roo cap episode, which is next week. We need to discuss what was so terrible about the Roo Ranch. Yes. <laughs> that seems fair. <laughs> but maybe let's go, let's head into this segment. I think Ben's got a theme song. Yeah, nice I got the high tech. tech marsupial theme song. We ready? I got the call. So you go. Super high tech. This is why we need new gear. Here we yeah. go. Yeah! Yeah! Nice! 
right, who's the caller? Who's the caller? This is Izzy, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Um, I just want to say you're doing a great job. I love listening to the Kangaroo Report and all that you ramble on about all the time. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, I do have a query, though. I was sitting on the couch with my brother and some of his friends the other day, and I just noticed that I had to squeeze to the very end of the couch because, and this is my question here, all of the guys were manspreading and taking up literally twice the room that they needed to. And I understand that there are reasons, but I just want to know why. Why why take up the amount of room that you do with the men's bread? Right, Brad, what do you think? <laughs> just to because I haven't actually heard the question yet. Um, Manspreading is, uh, I, I'm torn on it because one of my most awful memories was in a youth, in, back in youth group days, we were in the back seat of a car, me and two mates, and I was in the middle seat and they were both manspreading and I was kind of trapped in the middle with my knees knocked together for two and a half hours up to Noosa from Ipswich. And I remember thinking in that stage, oh, this sucks and I don't want to be a jerk that manspreads. So I kind of try and temper my own manspreading. Because I've been a victim of other man's man spreading, and it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a man spreading victim. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Support me. It'll yeah. help you get more, more audio gear. <laughs> so you feel is this pain then, Brad? I do. I've been a victim of man spreading. <laughs> and once you've been a victim, it makes it easy not to be a perpetrator. <laughs> I'd like to see the research behind that. Yeah. <laughs> It's a well. I guess the the Venus versus marsupial kind of segment shape reshaped last time we did it to kind of explaining why we do some stuff. Yeah. Is anyone willing to explain? Well, from my understanding, it's about like a male dominance pattern. See, the the further I spread my legs, the more powerful and dominant I am as a man. So. All right, champ. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been doing a lot of stretches to make sure I can do the splits all the way to the ground. <laughs> Just sit horizontal on a couch. <laughs> Just up on the armrest with my legs across it. Like, <laughs> God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's why we do it. Just to, like, stamp our dominance on the environment. Um, but, no, and on a serious note, I do think there's a level of comfort, but I do... I do just think it's that. Like, for me, it's just a comfort thing. And it's not even about, you know, the sensitive areas. It's I don't know what it is, but it's almost like my default hip and leg position. It's just, it's like that. Like, when I try and put them close together, even after just a little while without even thinking about it, they just... I think it's a false... I think it's a false understanding that it has to do with delicate parts. I don't think it's got anything to do with that if i'm being from my own perspective i actually also sit with my legs crossed a lot of the time so i don't think i'm a huge perpetrator in manspreading but right now i'm 100 percent manspreading my legs are like this right now as as we're talking but most of the time i think i sit with my knees crossed if given the opportunity yeah so you you lady leg yeah so you do you do hand you do this you kind of cross your legs over and lady leg yeah i would call it comfort leg yeah, well, I, I, I'm with you, Jimmy, but I've been paid out many times by, by lady legging. 
Well, mate, if you got the legs, show them off. That's right. 100%. Also, I just realised that I was wearing shorts with a button-up yeah. shirt. So. Fantastic. I love the lady leg. I love the bright leg. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I would. I'm more of the um, the standard male leg crosser with the whole like ouch, the weights. You know, like the bit more yeah. angle like that. Yeah. But I'm the same. I don't. I wonder if it, there's more. There's a degree of spread where it becomes man spreading. Yeah. Mm. So Maybe to get it. It takes up more space, Ben. That's, a, that's quite a cumbersome knee. You just had then before. I mean, that's true. I don't normally use the knee when I'm sitting on the couch, though. That's norm normally when I'm on my own personal individual chair. Yeah, that's fair. What about you, Will? Sure. Uh, probably with, yeah, Brad and Jimmy, I, I like to do the cross leg like that. Doing doing the other way, I find that it's like what Ben does. I find that totally uncomfortable, actually. Um, but as for why we manspread, I wouldn't. I would agree with Ben on that one. It's just because we can. It, it exerts our dominance over the situation. So that's why we do it. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> so if you were to figure out why or how far it goes, I just kind of read, can't really see it, but like it's not a protractor, but it's like a 90-degree right-angle triangle. <laughs> What's the degree of angle that it has to be at? Like is it, is it too far? 90 degrees seems too far to me. Yeah. I'm probably sitting at a 90 degrees right now. I'm thinking 45 degrees is probably standard. I reckon yeah. much past 45, you're kind of... I think the, like, yeah. the shoulder width, the shoulder width. If your knees are kind of in line with your shoulders, Good. I, think, I think that's kind of a nice... You're kind of in line as a person. Once you start spreading out past the shoulder width, I think you've gone outside into the man spreading. Especially in the, in the back seat of the car. Shoulder yeah. width. Don't take up more room than your shoulders. That's right. Agreed. Yeah. It's a good rule. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good ruling. Well, right. is he, I hope we haven't actually explained why we do it. We're probably more on your side than anything. Just putting some rules into place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there are some guys who genuinely do it as a, as a dominance thing, as in I'm trying to take up as much area as possible. And there's some people who I think are just trying to be comfortable, but... I don't know. I, I think it's just a comfort thing for why we do it. You can be comfortable at shoulder length. I reckon that's totally doable. I'm sitting there right now, and I'm totally comfortable. Same. Yeah. Right. It's, it's cool. good, Brad. You got a you got like a boss's chair. Your chair looks awesome. <laughs> this this is a this is a one hundred dollars special from Officeworks that has like a, a five year warranty on it. So wow. and they'll replace it after five years. So it was a right. it was a bargain. I don't know if they do that deal anymore, but <clears throat> anyway, that's my red hot tip. <laughs> well, we got another caller. We do have another caller. So we've obviously locked in the um, man spreading stuff, but we had um, one of our regular callers. In fact, our top Jackaroo, Jack, top Jack, um, yep. who got in touch with us with another great query. So I'm just gonna get it up now, and we're gonna we're gonna watch oh, okay. it. They've gone they've gone video quality now, knowing that we're on YouTube now. Uh, they've gone video quality. So I'm gonna show my video to the screen, <laughs> and we'll listen to it. Sorry, it started. We ready? Yep. This and look, everyone. This is our 
Um, third time listener, third time caller slash videoer. It looks Nels- like he's got an eye patch on. It does because of the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> he's our pirate. Long, Here we go. Long John Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Ready to listen? Let's do it. Okay, so for those who didn't quite hear that, um, Nelson's asked the question about runners giving way to pedestrians and whether we should or shouldn't. He says he's a runner who does give way to pedestrians. He says other runners don't. What is the etiquette about running and pedestrians? Is a, is a runner a pedestrian? Well, for me, the bigger issue is why are you running? <laughs> <laughs> You should only be running if you're in danger or you've done something that you shouldn't be caught doing. <laughs> Get a uh, Bikes are faster. Yeah. Look, I would argue that a runner is a pedestrian. I guess that's probably the argument, but Nelson is really just trying to figure out what's his etiquette. As a runner, running and yeah. sharing a sidewalk with other pedestrians, what is his um, etiquette? Mm. Nelson's a good... I've, I've been with Nelson while he's ran, but I walked, but we did a park, I did a park run once with Nelson. He's a good runner. He's a courteous runner, as he's established in his um, video to us. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that sentence. So over to you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's on the runner to get around the walker. They're the one at speed and are going to be the most greatly impacted. So they've got to be the one thinking about how they're nav- going to navigate the slow walker. Does that correlate with faster bikes and cars, Will? If it's, yeah. on, if it's on a speed basis? Yeah. So bikes are riding off the pathway to get around pedestrians? Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm putting it on... Oh, well, hmm, that's interesting because the bike has a bell to let you know they're coming. Yeah. So are you suggesting, Will, that everyone who runs now needs like a bell just as they run? Just kind of ding, ding, ding. I'm no. on board with that. I'm, I'm sticking with it's got to be the person who's traveling faster. They will just ring their bell so that they know that a bike is going to come around them from one particular side and the runner just has to stay on their path. And that's right. what I'm going with. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, Ben's just gone for a run. Uh, he, he got convicted. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get a belt. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I like your reasoning there, Will. I think if you're the one who's running, you're probably taking the um, – like you're being faster, being more mobile. People are walking like in a pack or in a crowd. They're kind of using that as the, as the main uh, reason for being on a pedestrian sidewalk or on what they're doing as pedestrians. So – if you're faster, it's up to you to slow down, speed up, move around, dodge, I reckon. I reckon that's a good ruling. Yeah. But I do like the bell idea. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I think I'm most on board for the bell idea. <laughs> I don't... The thing is, when you're moving at speed, it's harder to go around people than it is for someone walking slowly to just step out of the way. That's all I'm going to pitch there. I think it's easier for a pedestrian to move 
than someone coming at speed. It's probably true, but I kind of feel like the pedestrian is doing the thing. Like they're walking. They're kind of getting from point A to point B. Um, if you're kind of using the path for something a little bit different, then it's up to you to move it and change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. I still think they should have bells. Yeah, yeah. We could make a kangaroo court like ankle bracelet that's got bells on it so that as you're running, they just hear you coming. <laughs> like a cat <laughs> collar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> There's a runner coming. Get out of his way. Every you time you step, it just jingles. Do that impression again, Will. <laughs> no, no, no. Once is enough. <laughs> It's going to be on video forever now. <laughs> <laughs> what I really want someone to do is one of our listeners to chop that out and put it as like a ringtone for people's phones. <laughs> Come on, Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so good. Yeah. I, so you reckon all runners get out of the way of pedestrians? What if it's a pedestrian walking across a marathon track? Well, that's on them. 100%. <laughs> Now, if you're an idiot looking, walking across a marathon track, um, or have you seen that video of the guy walking across like a track and field event um, and just kind of walking on his own and the guy sprinting down like a hurdles thing and just cleans him up in slow motion? That's mm. totally on the pedestrian. That sprinter was in full flight. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. And get behind that. All right, well, Nelson, wear a bell and give way. <laughs> I muted Ben. Hold up. Let me unmute him. Oh, I can't. Oh, I muted him again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is actually good. So, good little so sidebar. We landed, we landed that as a runner dealing with pedestrians, you should wear a bell and give way. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, Nelson, I'm sorry I wasn't involved in that conversation because I don't know if I would have let it get there. But... <laughs> I'm out. I'm outnumbered. So you have to make sure you watch it back, Ben, to to see Will's impersonation of a bell on an ankle because it was hilarious. It was so good. I'm so excited. So Nelson, why don't you um send us a video of you running around with a bell attached to your ankle, and um (laughs) we'll make sure it's featured again on the next episode of the podcast. (laughs) Perfect for the recap episode, which is our next episode. Yeah. Very true. I can't wait to recap a whole bunch of what we've done. Oh, it's going to be good. All right. Keep, yeah. keep, keep this train moving. Yeah. Mm. Will, you talked yeah. about emotional investment in TV shows as something you want to discuss. Please share your views. Yeah. So I was watching a TV show recently with my girlfriend, and it was a there was a particular scene where – um, the main character was just starting to do a bit more stand-up comedy and her husband who was leaving her happened to stumble into the bar that she was performing at and he'd wanted to be a comedian and now was about to witness his wife do what he really wanted to do and do it well and he had no knowledge of that. And my girlfriend was so anxious that she was about to throw up, with, like was feeling so nauseous from being so invested in the show that she was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I was like, that's ridiculous. It's a TV show. And so I want to get your thoughts on invo- <laughs> emotional investment into TV shows. 
there's a. I think your description of the TV show then for people who haven't watched the show was very confusing. Yeah, I <laughs> just know. looking at his face and he's got no clue. <laughs> um, but I, I guess my only question I'd ask Will is that it's. I'm so anxious that I'm going to be sick. Is that a, a statement or is that a fact? I don't know, probably more of a statement, but she was like, I feel really nauseous and like cringe. She was like cringing watching it, like how, like, and just overreacting would be my suggestion to okay. watching a TV show. Like, it's not real life. Like, you don't need to be anxious. Did you tell her that she was overreacting live? I did. What did she say? <laughs> She's like, I know it's a TV show, but I can't help it. I'm like, it's yeah, it's 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 scripted, like just chill out and enjoy watching a TV show. You don't need to like push yourself to the point of nausea watching a TV show because you're so anxious about what's about to happen on a TV show. See, I I think what she's going through is a little bit too much, but I do like to be emotionally invested in TV shows so that I can be emotionally detached in real life. So I just put all my <laughs> into the TV show. So I've just got nothing left to give elsewhere. That way I know I'm not going to cry in awkward situations like meetings or talking to friends, but I've cried all my tears on the couch and it's great brownie points for my wife because she thinks I'm super emotional because she sees me crying regularly. So Ben just watches <laughs> Marley and me every morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't even start. <laughs> Is that a red dog? <laughs> yeah, red dog. Basically, anything with animals. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty emotional dude most of the time. Like, I was in a theater in the movies, uh, and the Qantas ad comes on before the movie starts, and I'm sitting there crying like a little child because they're all about coming home and they're singing the, the emotional song. So, and there's a new Lego ad on on Facebook this week where kids are building Lego and they go up and they hand Lego to their kid. And I was kind of like. It got me real good. Got me right in the feels. So, but I feel <laughs> just a little. That's just a little true confession. Um, but I've never been in, so invested in a TV show uh, where I'm going to be sick from or want to vomit from it because I. It is a TV show. Like I get it. I enjoy it, and I get emotionally invested in it. But I'm not so emotionally invested that it's changing my world. Like, but what I'll, if it's I'll rough. ride the emotional wave. What, so what if it's not? What if you're not vomiting because of tension? You're just vomiting because they're in surgery or or something's disgusting that's yeah. happening. I have a friend uh, with blood. He he's had that happen really? in TV shows where it's a fake TV show, but there's enough blood that he's like, yeah, yeah, right. I, I love those kind of medical shows. I love watching surgery happen. It's kind of I actually find it a little bit interesting. It's so, gross. Yeah. But, well, I think it's important to feel the emotion in a TV show. I think that's what the TV show's for. It's to take, wisp you away to a, another reality and help you get involved in that story. I think vomiting's too far because they're not even vomiting in the TV show. <laughs> no, no, that's, yeah, you're probably right there. But I yeah. am not a super emotional person. So, like, I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Why are you allowing this to affect your anxiety so much that you feel like you're going to throw up because of a TV show. Let me ask you a question, Will, because I, I think what you're saying is right. 
But have you ever cried in a TV show? Have you ever cried? <laughs> I have cried, yes. But I went, I reckon I went for a period of at least four years without crying. Like, I'm a super unemotional person oh. in that department. So, like, it takes a lot for me to get to the point of crying about something. Uh, and so I just, yeah. So I think that probably weighs into a little bit that I'm so far the other way that I really think it's ridiculous and probably don't quite understand it as well as some others might. But I do think at some point you've got to go, what I'm watching has been written and scripted by somebody and it's a bit of fun. I just want to come back to how the hell did you go four years without crying? <laughs> Yeah. Are you dead inside? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. Now, I can show empathy for people without needing to cry with them. I can just do my life without crying. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you getting a bumper sticker that says, I can do life without crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kangaroo that's... court merch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. Same. Move on. Yeah, I think we kind of yeah. got a bit of a response. James, you've got a bit of a hot topic issue you want to discuss. I do. I've I've tried to implement a rule in our household recently, no. and it's actually been received quite well. So I thought I thought I'd share that with everyone to. To, to hopefully bring it to the light of world. And it's a concept that I came up with while doing the dishes recently. And um, so there's only two of us living in our household, but um, we, we, I, we don't have a dishwasher, so I do the dishes and let them dry on the rack without putting them away. And so sometimes, because I'm lazy, I'll just put new dishes on the rack before actually emptying the rack. And so it got to, the, it got to a point a couple of days ago where there was like eight bowls on the rack and I was I, I felt a little bit dead inside because we've been eating a lot of bowl meals. And so I've created this concept, which is I think a diet, a healthy, balanced diet, isn't your food pyramid. It's half bowl meals and half plate meals. So meals that naturally occur in a bowl and meals that occur on a plate. And at the last couple of weeks, we have been, uh, what's the word, overpopulated with bowl meals. And so we're we're, we're pull, um, me and Sophie decide we're going to pull pull the reins in and start doing some more plate meals so we can balance it out. Questions, what, queries. What are your what boys' thoughts? Bowl food. Like, what are some of the meals that you classified as bowl foods, and what are some of the meals you classified as plate foods? Okay, well, we actually had a conundrum yesterday. So most bowl foods, I reckon, are, are foods with that you eat out of a bowl. Then. Um, <laughs> like, are, you, are you like rice goes in a bowl or rice is on a plate or let's, let's rice leave like rice for now because rice is a little bit of a conundrum pasta i would say goes in a bowl yeah um, yep. most of the time i think stir fries and stuff will go in a bowl i think a majority of the time rice goes in a bowl but i had a bit of a nervous breakdown yesterday because i was cooking rice for dinner but it wasn't to go in a bowl it was to go into sushi, which I think is a plate meal. But I had a little bit of a conniption because I was cooking rice again. I was like, no, we're on plate foods. But it was okay. Okay. And so I presume things like steaks and like palmies and stuff like that, plate Sanya. foods. Yeah. 
Okay. So your argument is that a balanced plate food versus bowl food diet will give you a nice balanced diet naturally. I think it will. I'm a, I'm a big, um, what's the word? I, I like uh, variation in my meals. I like to, I struggle if I have to eat the same meal three times in a week. I'm happy to have it for dinner. I'm happy to have it for lunch. But the third time, whether that's like a leftover dinner or leftover lunch, it's, it, it, it brings a lot out of me to be happy with that. It takes a lot out of me to be happy with that. So I think the balance of a plate and a bowl uh, diet is great, and I love the variation. I'd pay that. I think that's smart. Thanks, Brad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, as, as someone who forgets to take his lunch to work all the time, <laughs> um, uh, because I forget to replate it from either a plate or a bowl into a package thing to take to work uh, and can't deal with eating the same thing more than twice a week. Um, I think the mix of plate food versus bowl food is good. I think it's a good distinction. Mm. Mm. I th I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it more and I think it works because I'm, I'm thinking about bowl foods for me are probably more like, say, potentially carbon protein heavy in the sense of it's like it's pasta and mince or it's rice and chicken, you know, like there's a lot more... Yeah. At those sort of combos, but then you go your plate meals. It's more likely to be like a steak and a salad. So you got a bit more of that, like antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, a bit more variety. And so if you get a good balance between the two, you kind of hit your major food groups naturally. Anyway, wow. I've actually got. I've just as we've been talking about it, I got another spanner to throw in the works. Oh no! I've actually, I'm actually proposing a new idea already. This will be the first amendment. Forty <laughs> percent bowl food. 40% plate food, 20% hand food, like your burritos, like your, like your kebabs, like your burgers, pizzas. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I think you can constitute them as, as plate food. I'm not going to put any of those things in a bowl. Yeah, but would you, if you bought a kebab from the kebab store, are you taking that home and putting it on a plate? Yeah, with the chips. You're getting at your Big Mac and getting a plate out. Oh, not for a Big Mac, because Mac is, is like low grade. <laughs> <laughs> but anything like kebabs or stuff where I've got like, particularly again, thinking in the marriage thing, like where I'm sharing it. So like Rachel and I will go, we got the Euros shop just down the road. We'll go get, you know, kebabs, subas, whatever you want to call them. And we'll get a big share thing. And so then we go home and we put it on the plate, put the fry, share it over our plates and... Yep. Didn't eat it. That's fair. And I yeah. guess like wings or something, they sit on a plate and then you eat it with your hands. Yeah. Okay, I'll pay that. I think if the fast food doesn't come with its own little plate package, like a Big Mac comes in that little open lid, that's a like a makeshift plate. Yeah, good. And same with the pizza box. Yeah. yeah. Like you can rip the top off it as a makeshift plate. So. Wow. Wow. I like where you're going with it, James, but I think it might just be about continuing to make sure you get the balance right between plate food and bowl food. Okay. I can get behind that. That yeah. was the original plan. Yeah. What does Will think? Because I feel like Will has a lot of bowl food. <laughs> I've improved recently, to be honest with you. Uh, getting out the... But I suppose what I do have been eating recently, you could do both. You could bowl it. 
or you could plate it because the base of it is like could be mashed. You could put the mashed potato on the base for, and then like I don't know, I've been having a lot of slow cooked meat recently. It's like you know mm-hmm. pulled pork, beef brisket, stuff like that with a nice sauce. So you can either put it in a bowl and put that over the mash so the sauce goes into the mash, or you put it on a plate and like have the mash beside it and veggies beside it. So I would deem that that could be both. No. Are you just eating potato and meat? (laughs) No. I have other veggies too. Okay. I think it's a plate meal then. Yeah, it's definitely a plate meal. meal. Yeah. You're doing it wrong if you're putting it in a bowl. (laughs) Nah, the bowl is a good option for it. Where do veggies go? Just on top of it. Just like one little side of it. So it ends up being more like a a potato-based stew. In a bowl. I guess so. <laughs> I'm gonna boil it down to it's, a, it's, it's simple a as bowl, Yes. <laughs> sounds gross. It's absolutely not gross. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Will does have good lunches, so I'd probably trust him on that. Brad, it's not a hard standard for us because if you have a lunch, that's probably the, the, the qualifier. <laughs> it's very true. Maybe Will's lunches aren't that great. I'm just jealous that he's got food. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But also, I have plate food for breakfast and for lunch, so maybe I need the bowl for the dinner. For breakfast? Yeah, toast. That goes on a plate. You can't just say, I put a meal in a bowl so it's bowl food. Because you can't just be like, I'm going to put steak and a salad <laughs> in a bowl and now it's bowl food. <laughs> you could if you wanted to. That's still a plate food meal. In terms of the diet, even though it's in a bowl, it's still a plate food meal. Here's a spanner for you, Ben. You get a beautifully cooked steak. You thin it, cut it really thinly, put it in yep. your salad. you got a steak salad. Yeah, and that's... That's a plate food. Ooh. A steak Ooh. salad's a plate food. Like a chicken Caesar salad, is that a plate food? Plate food. Whoa. Ooh. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Nah. I also disagree. You get them in big bowls at restaurants, and then you take them out and put it on your plate. And then you no, eat you it. you don't. Are you yeah. crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Where's if the plate get, coming you know, from? And you get, like, if you get a steak and you get, like, you know, a Caesar salad as the side, where is it? It's on the plate. Yeah, so I'm not talking about a side Caesar salad. I'm talking about a main Caesar salad with well, your bacon. With you're your doing chicken. it wrong. There's no yeah. way the Caesar salad. You've salad's never, had, never had like a, a Caesar salad for lunch or anything like that. Why would I just have a Caesar salad when I could have it on the side of a steak? Because that's not a Caesar salad on the side of a steak. Yeah, no. Nah. I've never had a salad as a whole meal by itself. It's always a side. Fair enough. I'm having, I'm having many more salads as main meals now, and my, my learned opinion is they definitely belong in a bowl. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, I'm with you, Jimmy. But well, when you get some more salad experience, Ben, maybe you can weigh into this conversation. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm old enough, or maybe I've just given up enough to compromise and just have a salad for lunch. Well, <laughs> to, to be- to be fair, I probably won't take it to work anyway and won't eat it. <laughs> Sorry, Merce. True. Love it. Well, James, that's a great idea. I think, I think this could be our monetizing project. I think we could start our own, like, 
seven day trial, thirty dollar meal plan for a bowl of food <laughs> before and after photos and everything. Great. We're now a health and fitness podcast. Relationship <laughs> gurus and health and fitness. Yep. Yep. Love it. So good. Well, we should probably, we should probably get to our recommends. Yep. Mm. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, okay. Go. Okay. Uh, I what my first recommend. I've actually got two little quick ones. Actually, my first recommend is for Jimmy to learn how to say Pavlova. Oh, this not is a recap episode. Recap. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come in the recap. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, but my my real recommend is find yourself a really really good pillow. So I have I had a really good pillow about five years ago, which I still have. So it's a bit old and a bit manky now, but. Um, it was really good supportive. Um, just at the stage now where I reckon that I need to swap over and get another expensive, good quality pillow because um, I, my you know neck back problems are a bit tight and a bit stiff at the moment. I think I need to get back and get a good pillow. So invest your money in a really good pillow. It'll help you out long term. Great. Good recommend. Mm. I was going to say. Okay, well. My recommend, it's going to take a similar theme to a couple of them, but um, there's some good sports documentaries now on Netflix. So Sunderland Till I Die, great documentary if you want to watch a football club fail horrifically. It's brilliant. Um, and then Drive to Survive, the Formula One documentary is also really good. So I would recommend getting on board with those two sports documentaries. Did you really resonate with the, the sports club tanking one, Will? Is that why you really like that one? Sunderland. It, it, it just, no, because I don't get emotionally involved. So it didn't do anything for me. <laughs> it didn't trigger some memories of a potential collapse in a grand final? No, no. But the, the Sunderland one is really enjoyable, actually. I would highly recommend it. Great. Well, my recommend is get yourself an extended back scratcher. Back scratcher? Back scratcher. It's just the best. You can just like hit your back wherever you want all the time. I love it. And I use it to like play with my hair, which I could just use my hand for. But it feels, feels like better. It. Yeah. Are there parts of your back bend you can't touch? Yeah. So this gets them. Too big, mate. Man, I'm swole. That's why we're running a health and fitness podcast. <laughs> he doesn't do any running. It's just the weights. Yeah, yeah. You guys can talk about how to run, and I'll just tell you how to lift iron. <laughs> On a plate. Yeah, exactly. In the form of a steak. What about you, Jimmy? What's your recommend? Um, I've got a recommend of actually a game to play. This is a game that I think is an easy game for non-gamers to come on board and get into gaming. And it is called Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, so I've been playing Assassin's I've been playing this game for about I'd say over a year now. It is possibly the longest game I've ever played in my life. There's it's so many lot. different things to do. But what I reckon's so good about it is it's probably got one of the most extensive maps I've ever played on. And secondly, the graphics are just unbelievable. It's such a good game. Can recommend yep. 
because you can just roam around and talk to people if you want to do that. You can go and climb buildings and jump stuff. You can go sail and pirate ships if you want. You can go diving and go spelunking if you want to go spelunking. There's so many things you can do. It's fantastic. Yeah. And you can, spider, can you can spider kick people as well. That's one of the highlights. Yeah. You can spider kick people. That sounds awesome. Right off a cliff. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> sounds good. I would recommend yeah, great recommends, boys. All right. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, make sure you jump on the Facebook page, like it, share it, jump on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a comment. Ding the bell. Put the bell on, get those notifications. You don't want to miss out on the Kangaroo Core podcast. And <laughs> go, look, look forward to next week for our recap. If you have anything in particular you would like for us to recap, Anchor's there. Leave us a leave us a voice message and you will be featured. Or a video message now on our Facebook page. Send us a oh, DM. Yeah. yeah, you can slide into the Kangaroo Court DMs with your with your video. Yep. Yeah. Be more like Nelson. Yeah. That's correct. Awesome. All right. See you guys. Okay. See ya. Court. Time to call it. Court adjourned. <laughs>